Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Goody Two Shoes podcast. I am the daughter half, aka Ellie. And I'm Becky. I'm the mom half. And we're happy to be back to talk to you guys this week. We have a really interesting episode. Well, we always think they're really amazing, interesting, exciting, but maybe (laughs) not. I don't know. We'll just say it. This one's really exciting. No, I mean, but really listen. Um, no, so like we thought that an interesting topic to bring up is when life doesn't go as planned, because I think just about everyone on the face of the earth can relate to that, even younger folks. Um, and we thought that we would bring this topic up for this week. Absolutely. This week it is, well, not even this week, today it is snow, snow, snowy out. It's like actually so crazy how much of a literal blizzard we got last night. It's so deep out there. It's crazy, too, because it was, like, literally, what was it, yesterday that I was, like, or maybe the day before that I was, like, sitting outside just in a coat and a blanket reading, and now it's, like, literally a blizzard. Yeah, it was a high of, like, 47, which in Wisconsin in winter is kind of a blessing, and and then last night it was, like, oh, all of a sudden it's snowing, and then this morning, (laughs) oh, all of a sudden there's, like, eight inches of snow, but it's so deep. (laughs) It's great, though. I'm um, trying to think if there's anything else You're going interesting, skiing, which is fun. Oh, yeah, that's today. I keep forgetting. I'm so cold. Sorry, that's not really <laughs> I'm just so cold. I keep thinking of how cold I am. Um, yeah, going skiing today, that's really fun. And hopefully it'll be really interesting. I'm kind of worried that it's going to be, like, super crazy with all the snow. It'll be like, different. Yeah, like, I feel like it's going to be very slippy, especially on the trails. But, yeah. What about you? Don't run into a tree. Ugh, one too many times. I got that on video once. It was so embarrassing because I was like, it was like my first time going skiing. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. I want to remember it. And so I was like videotaping a lot of the runs that we were going down and I did one of them and it was like a straight down one. And then I like ran into a literal tree, like cartoon style, like my arms and legs wrapped around the tree. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm recording it. And so it's just like, do And then it's just like the camera just like whaps around and it's just like, ah. I'm on a tree and then it's just like the next five minutes Mm -hmm. of me like literally it was a downhill tree so I would get five like feet like or inches up and then slide back into the tree for like three like three minutes it's (laughs) not gonna do that again I need to see that video (laughs) it's a little interesting and then I get back and everyone's just like where were you yeah funny story (laughs) I had a little episode with a tree yeah exactly (laughs) well I think we should get into the episode um I love what you said about the it kind of being applicable because it's also just like, like literally like is like literally everything happens for a reason, but also like there's so many things that happen that we just like can't explain or just weren't a part of our plans, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which if you're like anything like me and you love having lists and plans and things that can be really freaky. <laughs> like I prefer to wake up in the morning and have my itinerary for the day, all the things that I need to accomplish, all of the things for fun that I need to do, the people I need to talk about, everything. Even when I'm going to have for breakfast, lunch, whatever, I want to have it planned out. And when things go different, it's really stressful to me. Um, like even yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah I was yesterday um, I had a plan for the afternoon. And it wasn't like I was like, okay, 1 o'clock, we're going to go here and we're going to get this thing. It was like not even that in depth. It was like I want to read this book, work on some of my sewing projects, and I want to get something done for the podcast. And what I, I didn't know. <laughs> I came home after work saying, hey, did you eat yet? I'm going to drive into Oshkosh to watch Finn's um, event for his class. And I was just like (laughs) – Ellie was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, do you need me here? Like, what's the problem? 
and, and you were pretty upset because you're like, no, I didn't plan anything around you, but now there's like this complete wrench thrown in plans. And yes, of course, I'm going to go with you because I want to see Finn. And that's not what I intended yeah. for today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like in the grand scheme, not that big of a deal, but like that was really stressful for me. And so even like on a bigger scale, when it's like bigger things that are actually like affecting your life, like that's obviously even more of an impact and it can be really hard to kind of come back from that yeah Yeah. especially if it's something that you were possibly really excited for um or just Mm -hmm. really thought was I think it's the hardest when you really thought that that was what God's plan was and then it changes it's like it makes me think of when you're doing like a test and you write down an answer and you like get a whole bunch and you're like oh my gosh like a math test for me I'm like oh my gosh I'm these make so much sense like I'm really sure that I got these right and then you come back to the test and, like, they're all wrong. And it's, like, not only does it hurt that they're wrong, but it hurts that you thought you were doing it right and then it's wrong. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of hard to get back from. And so something I think that will be kind of interesting, we're going to try and kind of talk about times in our lives where just kind of God flipped the script <laughs> and things happened in a way that we didn't think they were going to happen and just kind of how he used our lives from that um, just – kind of how he's continued to use that actually sure so one of the big things for me is um when it was like what june of the summer this past summer uh it was in yeah i mean august is when things changed, yeah so. so june i was living my summer life i had a job i was just whatever just doing my stuff and planning on going to back to school like normal at valley christian and you know doing my stuff in high school, going into my sophomore year. That was the plan. You know, nothing big. My biggest thoughts for that year were, I think I want to join tech team and maybe paint some of the sets. Yeah. Like that was the biggest plans that I had for that year. Um, And then there was a big change. So I was talking with my dad and we were talking about, he was kind of just like asking me some honest questions and he was just like, I was kind of like, I think I was talking about like things that I wanted to do in the year and it was pretty like frivolous stuff, you know, like you said, like in the grand scheme, like me wanting to like paint a set in journalism, like not that interesting. And he was kind of just like, okay, but like, like what do you want to do this year? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so then we kind of just got talking and just kind of talking about things that I really wanted to do with my time, um, things that I wanted to like put my interests into and um, kind of got talking on how I really wanted to like start my own business. And he was like, well, let's do that then. Like we started kind of going down this trail and eventually came to the conclusion that I could homeschool my sophomore year and do a study on entrepreneur, entrepreneurism. Is Entrepreneurial. Is there an ism at the end? Is there an ism? Entrepreneurialism. Sure. Sure. Entrepreneurialism. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and, uh, business modeling design. Um, and I was like, that's so exciting. And so that was the plan. And so I told all my friends, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be there this year. I've got this really big plan. And I was honestly like super excited. And you know, that first of all, huge change, right? Like it may not like like talking about it. It's like, Oh, you just like changed how your school is. But it's like, no, like in the moment, like I changed my schooling. Like that's kind of a big deal. Well, it was also because it was like two and a half weeks before school began. Yeah. That you decided that. That, I mean, you had already, like, signed up for your electives and stuff online, mm-hmm. like, what you were going to take for that year. That's how close you were to starting school. Yeah. Um, and so, plus, it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's hard to kind of, like, put yourself into the idea of, like, the shoes. But, like, it was kind of a huge deal. And so, 
that was the sort of change where I was like, wow, okay, this, this alters things, you know? Um, one of the biggest things that changed when that changed was my friendships. It was harder for me to connect with and be around the people that I was seeing every day, you know, when I was in school and it became harder for me to maintain those friendships and relate. Yeah, that's true. It's like when we would connect, it would be like, oh yeah, but like you're talking about things that are going on in school or like the latest gossip or just like things that are going on. I'm just like, (laughs) I guess you had to be there. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Um, and you know, that kind of showed me like which friendships I should keep, which ones I should leave. But more importantly, it was just kind of like, I had to try harder to keep those. And so on the flip side of that, there were also different friendships that I don't think would have as deep if it weren't for that situation. Made some friends at my youth group that I don't think I would be as close with as I am now if I didn't have the time that I have with that homeschooling has given me. Um, so that being said, we kind of started with this idea and we were going into it and, you know, the idea, can I? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. The idea was at the time, um, Andy had a job that every, he worked longer shifts during the week and then every Friday he had off. And so Ellie arranged, like I worked with her and she arranged her homeschooling work to be done by Thursday. So every Friday was her and Andy's like entrepreneurial class day. They read a couple books together. He had like an actual curriculum from the tech that he had gotten access to through his connections there, like Fox Valley Tech. And um, they were talking to people and they decided that they wanted to start a coffee shop. And so there was a lot of support for that. And so as the, you know, August turned into September, turned into October, they were starting to have, like they had formed a business plan and she was learning all these things about supply and demand and like the viability of a coffee shop in a small town and, and like had been looking at places and there were people who were ready to fund them. There was grants that they were ready to apply for. And it looked like green lights, like they Mm -hmm. were literally going to start a coffee shop. And um, people were super excited to have this like 15 year old, entrepreneurial kind of flagship kid to you know kind of put their money behind um and it was like okay this is gonna happen and then um daddy's job changed like Mm -hmm. very suddenly and he took a teaching position at the school that ellie had just left which was also kind of crazy well that's a that's a full-time more than full-time job no fridays off and, and suddenly this, we had to like, they had to like seriously pump the brakes on this coffee shop idea, all these connections that they had made and said, oh my gosh, sorry, we got to pause. Mm-hmm. We can't fully go into this right now. It's not the right time. And, and so now Ellie's Fridays, there was like this big hole. There was this, you know, God flipped the script, so to speak. It seemed like this was the direction, right? Mm-hmm. It felt really supported. And, and then it didn't happen that way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it was, it was kind of hard because it, it felt like it was too many open doors for it to be a, a not now, right, like at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of just like, okay, then why did we get this far, you know? Like if, if this isn't supposed to happen, then why are we this far as we are? Because like you said, like there were so many opportunities. There were so many people too who were just so – unbelievably supportive and open to the idea um, to the point where like I don't really have that much experience even like a ton of business things but I was just like wow like 
these people are like really excited and ready to support us. Um, and there was just, it was just a lot of things like that. And then it was kind of just like a full stop when he changed his jobs because I mean, honestly, there's just not the time, you know, did not no. have the time to work on it. And honestly, it wouldn't have been fair because he had so much things that he was working on and like not to like dig on his job or anything. It was like a wonderful opportunity. He's still working there and he's been able to just help so many kids and make great relationships and things. And so it was absolutely a part of God's plan, but it was kind of just like, wait, what, wait, what just happened? Yeah. The rug got pulled out, I think, yeah. a little bit for you. And yeah. So how did you come through that? Yeah, so it was kind of hard at first because it was like kind of my driving factor. And I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe this is relatable, maybe it's not, but I am very much like I, I'm goal-oriented, like I said. And so I, I, of course, have to have my daily goals, but like I need one or two like main goals long-term. to, yeah, long-term goals that kind of just keep me, I mean, happy doing what I'm doing, having motivation. Um, and that was kind of like my big thing, you know, I'd like wake up in the morning and be like, okay, do I really want to get up? No, but today I get to study for this and that's long-term goal towards my cafe or coffee shop. So I was like able to kind of keep getting up and keep doing that. And without that, I was kind of just like, wait, what am I even doing? Like, this is the reason that I stayed home from school. Like, why am I even homeschooled now? Like, what's the point? And so for a while I was kind of just like diving into my studies, you know, I was just kind of devoting myself more to my work which was fine but it's like that's not the sort of thing that gets you up in the morning you know it's yeah. not like I get up and I'm like oh it may be a Monday but at least I get to do algebra it's like okay <laughs> that does not really work <laughs> um and so for a while that was kind of just what I was going off of and it was one of the most disheartening things for me was people would like ask me like oh you're homeschooled this year right what are you doing with your time and I would just be like oh you know just school and it would be like I would, it would come out of my mouth and I would be like oh like, what? That sounds awful. I hate that. Like, that's what I'm doing with my time. Like, that's miserable. And so I kind of started filling my time up with, like, hobbies and activities and stuff like that, which made it better because I was, like, you know, I was able to say – people would ask me that question. I was like, oh, I'm working on a quilt or, oh, I'm crocheting something. I'm painting something. I'm working on writing something. You know, it sounds really nice, but it was still just kind of like – this is honestly just, like, not fulfilling. <laughs> like, I, I was like – had to have my time filled, but then I was like experiencing burnout, but it was like this awful back and forth where it was like, I couldn't take things off my plate because not having things going on made me feel like I'm not like doing enough and having too much on my plate made me have extreme burnout. And so I was just feeling kind of crappy all the time. Um, and so eventually, oh, sorry, you have something to say. I was just wondering if I could jump in. Yeah, I remember totally. we had a conversation in the late fall. Um, one of those epic mom-daughter times when we were driving back from guitar lessons. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I remember you were talking about this exact thing where you're like, I feel really stressed out. You were volunteering a lot at church, like a lot more because you had the time during the day and, and stuff. And you were also like looking into, you know, should I take a job? Should You know, I have all this extra time on my hands now. Like, should I go waitress at the local cafe? Should I do this or that? And I was like, you could. I mean, definitely. You've already had a job outside of the home if that's what you want. But then I started talking to you about like, now you have this opportunity. No, you don't have the cafe, like the coffee shop, but you have this opportunity of time that most kids your age just don't because of being in school for like nine, 10 hours a day. And you're done with your classes typically by like one or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. earlier, depending on the 
class load for the day. And now you have this unique opportunity to decide to hone all these different skill sets. So I, I don't know if you remember this, where I was like, mm-hmm. if you could go get a job and get paid, and that's totally reasonable. Or you could decide that I'm going to learn how to cook so that when I'm out of the house, I'm not starting at ground zero. So I, I'm like, why don't you get some cookbooks and just ask us for the ingredients, make sure we always have ingredients on hand and you start learning how to like create meals for the family. Like that has value too. Mm -hmm. And I think what you were struggling with, with the loss of the coffee shop, that, that 90 degree turn in your life was where do I have value? Like you were thinking, I have to produce something. I have to Mm -hmm. be producing to have value. And I was just trying to like talk you through that and say, no, you intrinsically have value in what you do with your time. Like now you can build into yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that really seemed to help you ground yourself and center and begin, you know, looking forward again with Mm -hmm. your time. Yeah. And yeah, that was absolutely super helpful. I was kind of having like a total meltdown. And so you were kind of just, it was very good that you were just kind of like speaking into that because it was very, I had to very much realign my thinking and um, something else that was really impactful is I kind of, I don't know when this was, um, but it was at some point, I don't know if I was reading my Bible or praying or something, but I kind of just had this realization from God and it was kind of just like, I think I was thinking something along the lines of like, if I'm homeschooled, like, why do I have all of this time? Like, what is the point? I'm not making anything. I'm not doing anything big. Like, what is the reason? And it sort of felt like he was saying, like, you know, God doesn't use words. So it's hard for me to like explain this because it was more of a feeling, but it was like, mm-hmm. I'm giving you this time, this time that like you have this, this area of your life where you have lots of open time where you have lots of like no responsibilities. I'm giving you this so that you can choose to grow closer to me. And I was just like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of just was realized, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have no excuse. I can't say, oh, I'm too busy, blah, 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 blah. I can't get into my Bible. I can't pray. I can't do these things. Like I, he's, he's taken away my excuses basically. Mm. And he was kind of just like, Ellie, like girl, get in my word. Like you need to grow closer to me. Like make this a priority now because that's why I'm giving you this time. And I was like, I was just like, okay, wow. Okay. We're going into this head first. And so I was just really like exciting for me because I was like, oh my gosh, like I have my, I have my why, you know, I have my drive back. Mm. And, um, it was like, no, I'm not going to get to the end of whenever this season is and be like, well, look what I produced and get a little gold medal, but I'm going to have like grown my spiritual um, I don't know, maturity maybe, like so much more. And so I was like, okay, I want to get a new Bible. And so it, this was another crazy God thing. I was looking online and I was like, oh my goodness, these Bibles are so expensive. I wanted one that had like margins so I could take notes and stuff. And I mentioned it offhand to you and you're like, oh my gosh, well, I have one of those that we randomly got. And someone in church had said, hey, I think someone in your family might really enjoy this Bible. It was an extra in a bunch of books that were donated and it was like basically exactly what mm-hmm. you had been looking at, right? Yeah, and I was just like, thank you, Jesus. Well, doesn't God say? He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. Like he just wants us to like just stop and pay attention and say, oh, yeah, I love you. Mm-hmm. And it was really beautiful because I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like 
was it was literally the Bible I'd been looking up online. And I was just like, okay, clearly this is where you want me, you know? Like this isn't just my own brain making up things. Like this sure. is – it like kind of just shut out my doubt. Um, and so I literally sat down with it the next morning and started reading out of that Bible. And it was like just a total – shift because the bible didn't do anything amazing you know right. but it was it was the fact that you know i had made the decision like chosen to like make that make reading my bible uh like a daily choice and even if not daily just like a constant choice and that i was reading it not because it's the first thing on my to-do list but because it was something that i really wanted to enjoy and it was just it was such a shift and the first day i remember i was just giddy i was just so excited so i to like, get into it and i was just like oh god this is so exciting I feel like I'm on like a, a date with Jesus or something it was like so exciting and it was just like I had my highlighters and it was just this beautiful moment and you know it was like the kind of like the height of that you know but then it would go into the day and it, you know it's harder when you're in the middle of the day and there's things going on to kind of keep that joy um but I kind of just had to keep reminding myself I made it my uh word for the year Oh yeah, that was another thing that was really interesting is I was doing like this devotional that was like a word for the year and immediately, like the whole thing was like, it might take a lot of time, you might need to pray about it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'm not going to find something. First day on the devotional, God's like, dude, time, time is your word. And I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> and so I kind of just started making an effort in everything to give God my time and like in every aspect that I could think of. And it was just, it was so amazing because I kind of just realized like I would not have had this opportunity if he hadn't taken away what I thought was his yes door, you know, mm. because I would have thought that was my purpose. I would have gone headfirst into that. Would it have succeeded? Yeah, probably. But I probably would have been in it for the wrong reasons or just let it be a distraction and forget who gave that me, me that gift. And God knew that. So he was like, no, before it even started and was like, hey, girl, before you do stuff like that, I need you to figure out where you are with me. Hmm. And, like, I wouldn't have chosen that on my own, like, just being honest. Because of course, yeah. it's not something that fits into my to-do list. And um, it kind of had to be shoved in my face for me to realize it. But it was really wonderful once I did because it's just – obviously, I'm not, like, perfect. Like, there's still absolutely days where I'm, like – worshiping my to-do list more than I'm worshiping God and it like freaks me out when things go differently and I want to like start something brand new to just kind of get that like oh I did something feeling um but it's just constantly having to realign and be like who gave me this time God who am I going to give it back to God and I think that was one of the biggest things it's recently too that's just been a crazy shift that God's had in my life Wow, thanks for sharing. Yeah. I didn't even know the full depth of all of that yeah. that you had gone through. I knew bits and pieces, but it's kind of nice. And now everyone knows. <laughs> no, it's good. Thank you for being vulnerable like yeah. that. That's important. Um, you know, I think of when when Daddy and I, your Daddy and I, first got married and we were living in Colorado, we kept saying, well, we've got this five-year plan um, because that's what people said in the early 2000s and before that was, oh, you have a plan for your life. Here's what it looks like. We've got it all mapped out. And um, we, we used to think like, you know, after that few months, I mean, literally we got married in May of 2006 and, um, and by July it was 
already starting to circle the drain because, you know, we both started out with jobs. We bought a house and um, we were like, oh, this is where we're going to be. Colorado Springs for at least the next five years. We even had family in town and um, had made friends and a whole community. And then in July, he like very suddenly got fired from his job. And in August, we learned that we were expecting a little baby. <laughs> and <Oopsie. laughs> we had not been planning to do that right away because of him losing his job. But apparently that happened before you, he lost his job. <laughs> so we were like, okay, now we're going to be parents. And, you know, in the year between we, us getting married and you being born, by the way, Ellie was born, um, like, what, three days after our first anniversary? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we always kind of like, we're always like, how long have we been married? Oh, wait, how old is Ellie? Okay. And then just <laughs> add a year. <laughs> like, that's how we do it. So um, anyway, we, in that year, we went from, this is our five-year plan to him losing his job not being able to find a job, like closed doors all over the place in a city of 600,000 people. And um, me living my dream life, doing graphic design for a Bible publishing company with people that I loved working with, having to like move back to Wisconsin to be by grandparents to help us support us. And he found a job in um, Appleton and we were living in an apartment in Oshkosh and I was doing freelance work for my company. Like that wasn't what we planned. Mm -hmm. Me like growing a baby throughout that winter and then like, and then you were born. And by August of that year, we had moved to my family farm. Like it was just this crazy whirlwind of what is going on. And that's when we felt like God was telling us to be farmers. So we're like, okay, that makes sense. That's why Colorado didn't work. Now we get it. We're going to be, we're going to take over the family farm and raise like organic produce and, and grass fed beef and, and give people like local food and raise our kids out in the fields and it'll be great. Mm -hmm. And you know, that didn't happen <laughs> either. Like you turned three and the next August, we were leaving and moving across the state. And, you know, that's a story for another time. But that was like, at that point, we were people would be like, oh, this is a really great place. Is this your forever home? And we're like, we don't even know what that means anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, we thought we had forever homes twice now. And there's no such thing. Like, at least for our family. I know some, like... I grew up in a house, the same house my entire life, but in some people, you know, they've lived in their homes for 30, 40, 50 years. So there are, there are forever homes for some people, but not for us apparently. Mm -hmm. And that has been, you know, my personality is drawn to stability and like predictability. And that's what makes me feel safe. And then I'm, <laughs> well, you remember that my husband has had like 24 jobs. So it, God has trained me through this situation to like rely on him, be much more flexible in my expectations, like learn how to pivot, not hold on to anything tightly, everything loosely. I mean, we had scares where we thought we had lost children a couple times, uh, both to kidnapping or death. And that is, you know, by the grace of God, we have our children yet. But those are situations where you really, really think to yourself, 
like deep down, you know, is God sovereign in my life or am I, I worshiping my family or am I, you know, worshiping my things mm-hmm. or like, my security or whatever. Who is it who had to sacrifice his son? But God like pulled it back. Who was that? It was Abraham. Yeah. Just kind of realigning his yeah. importance in his Like life. these kids are gifts from God and he can request them back at any time. And that's like the worst thing for a parent to feel, but God is still good. And um, so there's, yeah, I mean, just to kind of piggyback off of, I love how in that situation, Ellie, when you lost your focus for why the entire reason that you were homeschooled in the first place mm-hmm. got removed and suddenly your father is teaching at the school that you just left. Like, had you been hired in the summer, I don't think you ever would have mm-hmm. been homeschooled. Like there would have been no point and you would have been a Valley kid still. And so that's a hard change. And, and I love how you used that opportunity to draw closer to Jesus, to draw closer to God. And I think that's a lesson for all of us is things like don't go as planned. And especially in situations where, like, I think you touched on before, like you felt like God was telling us to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, wait a minute, God, I'm so confused. I don't understand. I did. I misunderstand you. Did I do something wrong? Did, you know, Satan's plans take over? Like, how did this fall apart? Like, I've had so many situations in my life where everything seemed to fall apart and like just crumble in our hands where I'm just like, okay, you're God and I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I need to just trust you that you are good, that I believe your words in the Bible, that you are good and just and, and love. Because if I didn't believe those things, it would be really hard to come, you know, back to church Mm -hmm. on a Sunday. And you know, I don't know. I feel like I kind of went off on a tangent. No, like that, I, I think I love what you were saying. I think another thing it made me think of is just um, in those moments when it feels like everything's falling apart, when big things change in a direction that you didn't think they were going to go, it's really easy to feel like where you are right now is where you're going to be forever. Mm. Like you're stuck, you know? Um, but it's just it's just our finite little human brains can't comprehend the fact that what we're the situation we're in right now isn't going to be our forever if you'd have asked me like how i was doing the first few months after that happened and i I would have told you i was not doing well like i was like emotional placementally i was not doing great and i honestly believed that that was just how it was going to be like for the rest of my life saying it out loud it sounds stupid but in that moment Mm. that's what you're feeling and so you tell yourself this is just how it is now but I could talk to myself at, like then and just be like, no, like it gets better. Like you find this beautiful purpose and God has so much more planned for you. But there's like, I couldn't wrap my head around that back then. And I mean, you were talking about that with some of the things that you've been seeing and like the things that you've gone through. And the honest truth is just like, it's going to get better. Like it's not your forever. And it sounds cheesy. It's going to be okay, you know, but it's all a part of God's plan. And like, he has good things planned for you. It's just, we are looking at it at our little human horizontal Like a brain. microscope. We're looking under a microscope yeah. and he's looking like from like the 50,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, that's a good way of saying it. It's just like, we can't possibly understand it. You know, we can't possibly understand what he's got planned for us, um, but he does, you know? 
and it's it's beautiful but sometimes you just gotta step back and remember that even when it's at that you know rock bottom you know you're not gonna be a rock bottom forever and honestly ellie we're so close to your situation that you've been talking about like you learned a lot from that fox belly tech class like i think god's gonna honor that and at mm-hmm. some point in the future you're gonna be able to draw upon everything that you learned mm-hmm. with with daddy like just going through and like there's probably going to be a situation i mean like i was doing graphic design right full-time job i thought that's what i was going to do with my life and and then i went for years where i barely did it at all raising kids and stuff and god has still redeemed that skill of mine i do graphic design for my job right now and it's you know low pressure it's kind of like perfect because you know i get to do it a little bit each week but it's not like all the time all the time all the time create because i think at this point in my life if i had been a graphic designer this for 20 years or whatever i think that i'd be totally burnt out you wouldn't love it anymore right yeah and um and so in a way like you know there's just so many facets to how god is building into our lives and and adding things and taking things away and pruning and and it's so painful in the moment it can be really painful in the moment and and we just that's where the trust comes in like god i trust you i don't see your plan i don't understand anymore i thought i did i'm really confused i trust you because then then you know you get like a year or five years or ten years away from that pivot and it's like sometimes it can really come into focus and be like, oh, my gosh, if I hadn't been there at that time, look at where I am now. Like that was mm-hmm. crucial, that moment. And mm-hmm. and it's hard to embrace. And we can't possibly, you know, pretend to know what you guys are going through right now, not counselors. And we're not. But we're just speaking from our own experience mm-hmm. that giving it up to the Lord, just releasing it whatever it is that didn't go as planned and just asking God, like, God, I'm, you can be honest. I mean, that's what the Psalms are like Mm -hmm. laments and, and crying out to him, but also remembering that he is good, like with a capital G Mm -hmm. and, and he doesn't want to smite you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you're saying, like, it's okay to not like love what's going on, you know? Yeah. Like, there's times even now, like, I think my situation is mild compared to many people that I know who have just had completely turned around lives, you know, in ways that they couldn't possibly understand. And it's not like, like, if you, like, the loss of a child, like, uh, what's it, a stillborn birth or um, a miscarriage, like, that's devastating. And in that moment, when you find out that your future child is, like, dead, you're not going to be like, well, that's just grand, you know, like that's devastating and that's awful. And that's going to be something you have to work through. And grieve the season for that. Absolutely. And in that moment, we're not saying, well, part of God's plan. So let's just keep a joyful mind. There's, there's truth and beauty, honestly, in understanding that this is not something good. Like this is something that hurts. This is something that's painful and you can feel that pain. You can feel that hurt and still trust God. And it doesn't make sense for our brains because that's just not how humans work, but that's absolutely how God works. And I, I like what you're saying with the Psalms because that's absolutely it. It's it's this balance of, God, 
I don't know what in the world is going on. This is not what I thought was going to happen. And frankly, it's not what I would have chosen, but you know what? It's in your hands and I trust you. Do I like it? Maybe not, but you have a plan and that is so much more powerful. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. No, but. no, that was really good. I like I like how you went with that. So, you know, life doesn't go as planned. We keep feeling like we're supposed to be on that farm. Mm-hmm. And for 10, 12 years, we've been off of that that property. And it's been one reason after another why we can't get back on. And, you know, Andy and I have given that dream up probably more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. Like push the little ship away into the lake and it always comes sailing back in one way or another. And so we don't know what's going on there. It's, it's really painful actually. Mm -hmm. And we're, we feel like we're supposed to be farming, but we're 40, 42 years old. Like maybe not. And we don't really get what God's doing there. We have some insights and, but that wasn't how our life, that wasn't what we planned, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't the life that we planned. I wanted my kids to grow up on a farm like I had. Like that was a dream of mine, so that they would have like skills and understanding of the land and the weather and how to grow things and how to grow animals and, and just care for the land. That was like a huge dream of mine. And that's not where we are. And it hurts. It's but I also trust that God is doing something in our lives. And maybe Andy and I will never get back on any property like that, but maybe our kids will, or maybe it has nothing to do with us and there's something bigger out there. Mm-hmm. That's just where I have to land. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way to know. And so you just have to give it up. Mm-hmm. This is- Releasing it is, is, you know, giving up that dream, whether God put it in there, or it's a human thing, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's just so beautiful. I think we've touched on a lot of different aspects of this point during this time. I hope it was encouraging to you to hear our own stories that we've gone through um, and just kind of you to apply it to situations that you've been through and stories um, of your own that you've experienced because it's not a unique situation. Like having things change in ways that you didn't want to go can be not only thing be something that everyone experiences, but that everyone experiences on a daily basis. Things not going according to your plan, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's on a little scale. Um, and so, like, bottom point, if you skip to the end and you heard nothing else, like, <laughs> give it up to God and trust him because he's the one writing the roadmap. He's the one with the plan, not you. Mm-hmm. So I really hope this was impactful for you guys because I know just talking about this has been – like good for me, just kind of like remembering what I've gone through, just kind of helping me to recenter. And so I hope it's helpful for you too, guys, to just hear about it. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to. Say no, else. I think you're wrapping that up really well, and I I appreciate you sharing your heart so much today. Yeah, gotta be vulnerable sometimes. <laughs> well, thank you guys so so much for listening. I I'm so glad that you heard this episode. If you thought it was impactful, send it to someone else so that they can hear it or just from the podcast helps us to grow. Um, if you want to help us out. Also, we're, you can. Oh, sorry. We're, well, no, I was going to say we're on Instagram and Facebook now. Yes. Which if you want to help us out more, you can f- um, follow the podcast or give us a review. I know everyone says it, but it seriously helps more people find us. And yes, you can find us on Facebook or inter- internet. 
Instagram. We are on internet. Interwebs. Um, <laughs> at the Goody Two Shoes podcast. Um, and you can follow us up there. We're not the most like tech savvy people, but we're trying our hardest. So you can find us there and see updates and things there. But yeah, I think that's all for today. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Guys. Bye.